You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Judy Fox. Judy, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Judy, we're going to talk about your show that's currently running at Nancy Hoffman Gallery uh, through October 21st of this year, 2023. And I love the the name of the show, Harvest, which of course relates to so many things. It's, it is the fall and this is harvest time. But for your work, of course, it means something very different, right? Harvest is, um, relates to the fact that these, these all look like um, vegetables or, or, or growing materials. Is that correct, what you meant by harvest? Um, sure, yes. Well, I'm living right now up in the Hudson Valley, and there is a lot of farm country around here. So I did get inspired to do farm produce. And, um, yeah, it's harvest time. Well, even the way it's laid out in the gallery, it's kind of, you know, there's what looks like a harvest table in there that, that, you know, much of this is laid out on. It it seems to reflect that language of the yeah, vegetable yes. harvest, like you'd see. Um, in a farm market, yeah. Right. That the tables are built sort of to look like a farm table, but also, of course, they're painted white on the top to sort of transition into pedestal. And and, and let's talk about the beginning of this work, because I know, um, I, I, as I've read, it was in a pandemic that this, that this particular series began. Can can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I, uh, I think that's so interesting how the pandemic affected different artists' practice, and some were able to work, some weren't, in, in, in a variety of ways. How did the pandemic give give birth to this series? So I was sitting in my studio all by myself and not socializing very much like a lot of other people and uh, feeling a little afraid of disease and insecure about mortality altogether. And, you know, you think about how to express something that's, that's not pleasant in a way that will convey what you're thinking about, but not be a bummer. So these fruits and vegetables do relate to sort of mortal condition. You might see that they are imperfect and Mm. might have little spots of disease. So they're imperfect in ways that relate to, I would say, body problems and general sort of fragility of life that we have in common with vegetables. Well, and, and also specifically in the pandemic, right? I mean, because these this series began in the pandemic. Is that correct? Oh, yes. So, yeah, of course, everyone is completely... Uh, everyone's sort of a little frightened about what could happen to them and thinking about the problems of the body and the problems of disease. So, yeah, that was definitely fed into the undercurrent of vulnerability in this work. 
So let's talk a little bit. No, no, go on, go on. There's also another pandemic factor in that I was, uh, my, instead of seeing friends, I saw Instagram. And a lot of my source material for this work were things that people posted on Instagram. There is a lot of sort of weird vegetables and strange self-portraits on Instagram that the imagery of which completely became source material for these vegetables. So that's really interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that because you're you're searching for that or that happened kind of accidentally? How did that Instagram essentially research take place? Well, I was thinking about how I could make my produce theme interesting to look at and how I could make it relate to the audience. So I had been sort of amused in the past by things people posted of, you know, roots that look like human bodies and stuff like that. So I started looking more into that. And it turns out you can Google carrots look like legs and you'll get a whole bunch of carrots that look like legs that people are putting up. But also, on Instagram, people, they post themselves when they're having problems. Anyway, there's a whole thing that you can get into on Instagram about people's experiences that sort of can weird you out, but they're also meant to be self-asserting and uplifting in a way. So there is a strange combination of problematic things and the persistence of beauty. Well, that sounds very interesting. Problematic things and the persistence of beauty. I I sort of love that as a a show title in itself. And um, and so that's not something I see on Instagram, but that sounds, you know, because we all see different things, right? Instagram seems to be tailored to our needs. But but problematic, you know, things and and the persistence of beauty is just a, a beautiful phrase. So on Instagram, you're not just talking about visual imagery that you're that you're looking at and getting inspired by, but there's also something about these these stories of vulnerability, of fragility, of or or, or is it something even more? Because you said some of them are really um, difficult, right? The, the stories to kind of um, un, un, understand. People post uh, their their trials with missing limbs and the prosthetics that they've found and learning to walk after an accident, all sorts of stuff. And you can really see in, in my work, for example, the cassava. It's a, it's a cassava. Cassavas have many um, roots sticking out of them. and So it has lost some of its roots in a way that leaves it with legs and arms. But it's a cassava, so they're not really all the same length. Mm -hmm. But if you think of it as a person, then it's a person with an extra short arm. And that was uh, 
straight out of things that I saw on Instagram where people just, on the one hand, there they are with a misshapen arm, and the other hand, they're like, hey, I'm cool, and I have a misshapen arm. It's a really strong trend on Instagram that uh, I picked up on and has fed into my work. The flaw and the beauty. That is so interesting and um, and something I, I wouldn't have picked up on immediately, but now, of course, the work has a, a whole a whole different sense to it because that's that's also about you know the the perception of our own of our own bodies, right? Instagram is also full of selfies that would seem to be much more. I don't know if shallow is the right word, but just kind of you know imagery that's that I've also seen painted by people that just looks you know sort of uh, about about looking as beautiful as possible, as good as possible, as perfect as possible with filters. But you're talking about something quite different that that is feeding into your work, which is these kind of um, things that 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 aren't perfect, and that that I would imagine is is sort of a uh, a comfort as, as well as a kind of fascinating research in the pandemic is is that part was that part of the interest i would almost say there's a movement of imperfection pride that i had never been aware about before for example there are many people who post their down syndrome kids and they say down syndrome is okay and they post their kids in fashion stuff really interesting um i mean there is an upside to instagram that i sort of found in a way it's you, it is full yeah. of strange truths that's so that's that's so fascinating because that's not that's not what i see and so so let's talk about some of these these works i mean the one you just mentioned which is one of the largest works in the show or you didn't mention it specifically, but it's a uh, carrot, the way you said you can look at people, look up carrots that look like people. Um, this one is one of the, I, I, I think it's one of the larger pieces in the show, isn't it? The, now, the, the carrot. Are you, are you talking about the cassava or the carrot? The cassava is the one I did. The carrot. The carrot the, is the, the orange dude in standing up. Right. It looks like legs crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that that one is is in a way the the you know I mean we can look at all of them and see how these where some of these forms are derived, but the carrot seems most kind of like like a human, like like this is about to walk towards you. This is leaned up against the wall as well, right? That one seems to almost be set apart from the rest. Yes, well that one is. Uh, one of the later pieces that I did, there are many, many different carrots posted on the, inter- on the Internet. Uh, carrots, carrot legs, and all different kinds of carrots. Carrot bodies, carrot poses. It's kind of funny. Um, but I decided that I wanted sort of an MC for the show in a way someone leaning against the wall and being a little saucy. And the funny thing about that carrot is 
that I ended up modeling it on Freddie Mercury's legs. Freddie Mercury was showing up in my Instagram feed a lot. <laughs> and now I wanted um I wanted kind of the cowboy leaning against the wall for that to sort of show off his stable mates as it were. And uh, I like that. I like that. I mean I mean some of these is we've been talking about a, a few different types of things, these kind of um body anomalies, but then of course as as is as happens with uh, with fruit, there's also, of course, things that look like uh, penises or vaginas, which is the case with um, lemon and, uh, is it called ackee? Yes, is that a, a fruit I've never is, been aware of before. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about that, yeah. Those are the last two pieces I did, and I looked over all my body parts. I have breasts, I have hands, I have ears, I have a lungs, a kidney, intestines. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have a penis or a vagina. And I'm an artist. So um, right. I, went looking, I went looking for a penis and a vagina. It's pretty easy to find penises. The vagina was, well, you can find a lot of them, but anyway. I ended up, I chose those. I chose a lemon for the penis and an ackee for the vagina. You know, the interesting thing about about body references in the fruit is that you don't really have to make them look exactly like the body. In fact, I wanted to keep those sculptures in fruit language. But I've thought about what makes, say, genitalia different than the rest of the body, and they are this little area of unusual detail. And just having a little area of unusual detail in a fruit will sort of do it, almost. It being not that hard to make people think about sex. Right, because it's something that we kind of read into it, in a sense. We're used to reading that into it with, without it being even so close. And maybe we can read into it and we say to someone, this looks like a penis to me, but it, it may not look like that to someone else because it's, it's, it's an approximation. Is that what you're saying? Well, there, yes, there are many, many uh, uh, cylindrical things in the world. Uh, most of which are not penises at all, but people do see them. Uh, so, yeah, that's not the... the Getting people to make take the reference is not hard. But what you want to do is make it interesting and make, make it evident that there are common forces that form all life forms. And they will end up referring to each other in a way because they're both biological. They are all biological. And plants, many of plant features sort of look like slow motion or frozen animal features because 
they grow too. So I, I, I look for those commonalities, and it can be it can be interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So 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 now we're of course post pandemic. You're having a show, and we're talking about you know really both the kind of intimate and 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 kind of uh, social um, kind of a landscape during the pandemic and what people were struggling with or sharing and what you were looking at and and uh, and researching and getting inspired by. How do these look to you after the pandemic? This is um, work that you've that you've done that now I would think might might mean something slightly different to you, or no? Well, you know, first of all, it, it really I, I'm very happy with the discovery that I could talk about or make form about problematic things using something almost literally palatable. Mm. Because, you know, those problems that people have, disease and malformation and all those other things, are still around. Mm. And I and my friend, and my, I and my friends are getting older and are threatened by those things all the time. You know, I have I have sore knees and that I never had before and I'm like, what is what is the problem here? And is it age or is something wrong? So all of those pandemic fears linger. They have a lot in common with just fears of aging. And you know, some of the problems that my birds have are just sort of things like drying out, mm. wrinkling up. <laughs> oh, the, the the joys of aging and yeah, and that's and that's and that's of course yeah very very difficult. I mean, I didn't, sorry to interrupt, but that's of course yeah part of uh, you know it's, it's so. Interesting to hear you talk about that because that's something we don't talk about uh, much or enough, and um, and it's a dialogue that I think is important to be had. This sense of what's happening to my body as 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 I age, as as we age. Yes, mortality is around the corner, and it also threat of losing life, I think, really changes the way we think about life. So if nobody died, it would just be very different. First of all, it would get really boring. I think mm-hmm. probably it's better. I'm not, I'm, 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 my new ideas are going to run out probably better to replace me with something new and fresh. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, on the other hand, there are real disturbing things that have that are happening to plants 
and animals in the world now, and those are environmental concerns. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the guilt that a lot of people in my generation feel for having ruined the earth for the next generation. So that's a whole other topic, though. Right, but but it, but it points to that. You're saying part of the part of the harvest is is the show is includes that includes that dialogue. You know, it's it's about everything we've been talking about, or, or partly, but also about yeah the in, the environment itself and the and the legacy that the next generation will have. Yes. So, you know, a lot of the the problems that my fruits have are problems of mutation, for example. I have conjoined tomatoes. They're very nice looking, but they're still a little weird. And, um, yeah, all of those things. My, the, the broccoli that look like lungs. I actually looked at uh, smoker's lungs. So they have that coloration, the dark coloration within. Hmm. So yeah, there's some environmental stuff in there. Well, it's a uh, it's a beautiful show, and um, and it's great talking to you about this because uh, it's there's so many levels to be looking at this on, and at the at the same time, it's also the title of the show, right? This is this is a harvest. This is um, this is bounty. This is abundance is is another read on this is is, is that correct sure and it's also mm. i shouldn't forget to mention that i try to put humor into it i try to do all this stuff with a light touch and the the most frequent comment that i got at the opening was actually oh it's so funny so yeah but of course if you ask any comedian they're actually they're funny about serious stuff so uh, yeah I try to use humor to get at truth in my work I think it succeeds very well in this show Uh, Judy I want to thank you for talking to me today I want to thank you for putting together this this beautiful show I hope the listeners get a chance to see it there's imagery here they can see more of but also links to the show itself Judy thank you so much for talking with me today thank you you're listening to Yale Radio WYBC this is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators and more